fraternal greetings and a warm welcome to you. We're glad that you could join us on the Ashlers podcast, a space for the world's oldest fraternity to shine some light through Masonic paper readings, discussions, interviews, and more. Freemasonry is so old that our lifetime wouldn't be enough to capture its grandeur in the entirety. However, all things great should begin somewhere, and so we are thrilled to start off with season one, which will focus on Freemasonry and its roots in India, one state at a time. As a disclaimer, the thoughts and opinions expressed here are solely of the participants and do not represent any official positions including those of any grand lodge or constitutions thereof best efforts have been made to keep the conversation on the level for brethren and non masons alike hello and welcome to another episode of the ashlers as promised we are going to be covering andhra pradesh in this episode i am shishir and i am ridesh so folks um we are getting back to our regular cadence our research is are in place and we are really excited in this particular episode because there's a lot of history and a lot of interesting information believe me uh, rinesh is going to have you floored uh, by the end of the episode with the kind of information he's uh, you know got uh, now talking about andhra pradesh okay let's delve into a little history about the state itself now andhra pradesh Uh, it you know the name is this is derived from a sanskrit word andhra which means south and andhra pradesh means the southern state now it comprises of two major regions one is rayalaseema and the other one is coastal andhra it was once a major major buddhist pilgrimage site in india um and a very big buddhist learning center and it can be seen in in the many ancient uh, you know sites and ruins sprinkled across the entire state there are also a lot of stupas buddhist stupas even chaityas which are you know like a kind of a prayer hall where people can come in and pray and the other important thing about andhra is that it is the third most visited state in all of india the tirumala venkateshwara temple in tirupati is world famous and lot of people come over there to visit that site um in one year itself there are like 18.25 million visitors who come over and it is also the second most rich temple in the entire world how's that for something the region is also home to a variety of other pilgrimage centers The state's natural attractions include the beaches of Vishakhapatnam, hill stations such as Araku Valley, and Horsley Hills. Andhra Pradesh is also known for the world-famous diamond Kohinoor, which currently is in the British Crown, and um, other many globally known and acclaimed diamonds. They were all mined at Kolur Mine in Andhra Pradesh itself. Not only that, it is also known as the rice bowl of India for being a major producer of rice in India. 
Now, when we talk about the history of a place, we can't rule out the rulers of that state. So, Rinesh, why don't you jump in? Sure. And the reason why we are talking about the rulers is it actually will give you a clear indication of how the things changed and how it actually has come to the current situation of how Freemasonry comes there. So, let me just give a simple one-liner about the the ancient rulers like it was ruled by the satwahanas eastern chalukyas the vijayanagara empire mauryan empire cholas pallavas so many of them including the kakatiyas and the rashtrakutas now in the end it was the mughal nizams who were controlling andhra however in 1707 when aurangzeb passed away the mughal regime weakened and lost control of these province now this enabled the british east india company and the french east india company to consolidate power so obviously they jumped into this and they found out certain places which they can obviously take care of and everything uh listeners please do note why are we talking about this one is because this is a coastal area so the british east india company and the french east india company which obviously thrive on all these things want to ensure that they have a piece of this now in 1753 the deccan subedar mir ali salabat jung he succeeded places of elor rajmandri to marcus de bussy now bussy has actually helped him to become subedar so obviously that was like a tit for tat like you help me i'll help you kind of a thing however in 1758 the french and english fought at uh, chandurti which is uh, i think at the east godavari district uh, the current east godavari district the french were defeated by the armies of the british and uh, the maharaja uh, i think his name was anand gajapati raju the second of vijayanagaram Uh, so because both of them came together they fought the french and the french were literally sent off salabat jung obviously didn't have any other option he made a treaty with the british and gave them the northern sirsar sorry gave them the northern sirkars in a farman sirkar as another word for sarkar so the northern area the current andhra pradesh which we know about used to be the northern sirkar at that time now after some time obviously the nizam again fought with the british and then there was some other treaty and this and that and all finally i think by 1760 the french lost their entire hold to this area i think except for pondicherry they did not have much in the eastern uh, coastal area uh, i think masli patinam was one of the places where the british obviously had a, a, a production company or something but apart from that rest of these places were not there in their hand but this this event actually ensured that the british were able to put a hold on to this one now slowly this northern sirkar became part of the british madras presidency now we know from our previous episodes that the british obviously were there in calcutta and then obviously they were there in also in madras now but how do you connect from calcutta to madras yes the road is there but it's going to take a lot of time how exactly are you going to manage to try to send goods and everything so that is where i think around the 1800 which is obviously almost 100 years later they started thinking about a railway line Uh, obviously because that's what the time when they actually had everything in place so that's when the railway line was going through this and one of the most important location in this place was visakhapatnam all right rinesh that is quite interesting you know i mean uh, we get to see that the railways as it has been in the past you know again plays a role mm. and also shows the kind of uh, the kind of commitment when these powers come to be they also feel the need for that belonging and set up lodges 
and if you notice and listeners who have been listening to all our past episodes will realize that this pattern tends to continue in every other state where the british have set shop they have established themselves and they end up setting lodges either at a time when they are settled or at a time when they are you know just getting a foothold and trying to get people together you know that is mm. the pattern i'm seeing here what do you think ranesh i i completely agree with you because this is exactly how we have uh, seen the spread of freemasonry in the country now if uh, i'll just move on to the list of lodges which we have okay uh, i will cover some of the bigger cities first so one of the biggest city in andhra pradesh is visakhapatnam they have a lodge called voltaire number no. 56 oh, the number no. 56 is obviously as part of the grand lodge of india but when they were consecrated back in 1895 under the united grand lodge of england their number no. was 2592 that was their roll number at that time it was named after the famous uh, freemason sorry the masonic hall is actually named after the famous freemason hamilton that's why it's called the hamilton memorial masonic hall if i'm not wrong um i would like to obviously place a sincere thanks to a colleague of mine who actually went all of its uh, way just to go and get some photographs when i came to know that he is from that place and uh, rishabh if you're listening thank you very much for those photographs because that photograph actually helped me in understanding how in spite of the fact that this was built back in obviously 1800 or the late uh, 1800s and it was at the sea front they have taken utmost care in ensuring that it just doesn't like fall down because uh, listeners obviously you know right like when you are near a sea front right with that the, the way the sea waves and everything which is there it actually destroys the building very quickly but this building even though it looks very old it is still in a very good shape and form for brethren to meet there and it is not one lodge which comes and meets there there are four more lodges which are there or rather five more lodges there is a university lodge number no. 142 koramandal lodge number no. 186 andhra masters lodge number no. 316 bimli lodge and a varanarasimha lodge as well there are two more or rather there is one more lodge named steel city number no. 339 which actually meets at a suburb of visakhapatnam but there are times when they obviously come here as and meet also uh, okay that's going from visakhapatnam to vijayanagaram there is a lodge called nikopolis number no. 81 we have a lodge called uh, in vijayawada named as baro strange number no. 87 which again was part of ugle and consecrated back in 1911 Three five six five, if I'm not wrong, was the number. Then there is in Vijayawada there is a, a goddess Kanaga Durga Lodge and an Amravati Lodge. I am pretty sure the Amravati Lodge would have come because of the uh, recent uh, news about Amravati being the capital, or uh, at, obviously they had thought of making it as a capital of uh, Andhra Pradesh. So and which is right like right next to Vijayawada itself. So they obviously took up the place. So brethren obviously oh, wanted to use the name. Yeah. So they were like, okay, let's just jump into this and ensure that we have a lodge called Amravati Lodge. Uh, going from there, we have a lodge in Rajmandri called Godavari Number no. Eighty Nine. Uh, very obvious because the godavari river flows through that uh, place in chittor we have a lodge called more hammock number no. 90 in kakinada there is a kakinada number no. 199 in guntur there is a colonel chaudhry and in srikakulam there is a lodge called kalinga number no. 337 and those who have listened to our previous episode kalinga was the name of the place of this area right the orissa and a little bit of uh, i would say the andhra pradesh area where the kalinga war was fought don't you think so they are trying to bring the history the current they are not forgetting their past they are remembering their future as well as they are remembering what is actually happening in the uh, current scenario to name their lodge with that because that's the affiliation which they feel towards it what do you say 
I'll just say this that for a fraternal organization that has been formalized 3 centuries ago mm. it's not very unusual to you know have uh, old sounding names now when i say old sounding names like it, today in india if you were to set up a new lodge uh more hammock or let's say not just a lodge let's come out of freemasonry for a sec- for a second the name would be very mm. different right but in masonry you know having a history stretching across centuries mm. i'm not surprised if you see a name like more hammock or even burrow strange and i'm sure there will be brethren out there who have been handed down this history behind these names and they still find it relevant to have such names even right. today right so i can expect something that is out of masonry <laughs> considering the rich history that it has i do have one question though mm. rinesh for you um so lodge steel city mm-hmm. right it meets at different places yeah. even though you know it is in vishakhapatnam so what's the deal with that I, so when i obviously was uh, going through the list of these lodges it said steel city number 339 is at a place called anakpale uh, anakapale and it's a suburb of vishakhapatnam now this made me start thinking about the current scenario now obviously whenever we want to understand we will look into what we are going through now in bangalore we have a freemasons hall where your lodge and my lodge actually meets but we also have another place which is near the iskon temple in bangalore right the the mahalakshmi layout which is there there is a yeah. mahalakshmi club where is a, there, there is a lodge which meets there and i always used to wonder what's the fun in actually meeting at a different location like like don't you think so that's going to be too much of a work of taking your stuff and everything but I think over the course of my time with uh, brethren over there and with brethren over here and traveling to lodges I realized it actually makes sense you know if we concentrate everything in a city then everybody obviously has to come there which is obviously true but then it's being the center of a business area uh, after work sometimes it's okay but look at today's generation look at today's work look at the way the city is actually built today going from one part of the town to the other part of the town it's next to impossible if you're thinking of traveling within an hour and that is where these things come into place a suburb why, what what exactly happens in suburb we obviously want to go and stay there it's obviously away from the city now imagine if i'm actually working also there considering the way cities are being formed if you have to travel from the suburb all the way to the center of the city you're going to spend easily 2 2 and a half hours in traffic that means try to leave by 3 o'clock just for your 6 o'clock meeting in the evening just so that you are obviously on time and everything which office is going to be okay with you leaving in the middle of the day like just to started your work and considering the way your and my work timings are we literally work as much as possible like okay my office timings are technically from afternoon so if i come to lodge and then i leave or sorry if i come to work and then i leave for lodge it won't make any sense so that i think is one of the reason why they obviously have started meeting in the suburbs or rather a satellite location i could say So let me uh, you know just put things into perspective all right uh, there's mm. a running joke in my family that um if i drop someone at the airport huh. and you know it takes 2 hours for them to reach their destination <laughs> say delhi all right bangalore to delhi is a 2 hour non-stop you know straight flight if i drop them at the airport and let's say their flight starts and i start from the parking lot at the same time <laughs> by the time i reach my home and they reach the airport it will be the same type right so, so true man that 
yeah considering the traffic in this city right now and believe me it's not an over exaggeration it is the truth <laughs> one corner to the other corner can easily take you 3 to 4 hours depending on what time of day and which day yes. it is right now keeping that in mind to renesh's point now both me and renesh are into project management and you know with work from home now coming in full force and what not we are working easily 12 to 14 hours minimum on a daily basis now there is no way we can cut that in between even for once in a day being such a crucial role that we have so it makes sense to have something nearby so yeah it it kind of makes sense to have such satellite areas where lodges can actually meet you don't have so much of a time commitment mm. it doesn't cost you time and you can still you know have a social life outside of true, work true all right so that being said uh ranesh i have another question hmm. so uh you know why do the names uh you know we we touched upon that but uh, do you know the history behind any of these uh, not the names of these lodges yeah, not many of them but obviously i am hoping that uh, listeners obviously are listening to us can actually reach out to us and come up and give us some more information but i was able to pick out uh, like pull out some details about some of these the first one was obviously from vishakhapatnam walter lodge now this was set up by the british coast artillery now that as i said walter was actually the name of vishakhapatnam by the british uh yeah currently obviously the there are multiple things which people the local people still call it like wizak the some obviously folks who are not from the place and they are trying to figure it out is obviously vishakhapatnam but at one point of time it used to be called walter and that was so natural that when the brethren over there or rather brethren from maybe chennai or from calcutta when they had to shift to this location and uh, you will find you will actually mostly find ics as well as railway officers here the civil services guys and everybody so these guys when they wanted to start a lodge they obviously took the name of the city like the way uh, the oldest lodge in bangalore is called lodge bangalore uh, the same way the oldest lodge in uh, vishakhapatnam was called lodge walter uh, even though they it by the way it was uh, the foundation stone was laid back in 1908 of this masonic temple which i was talking about and it is named after a most illustrious freemason n a w hamilton uh this foundation stone was laid by sir arthur lolly who was the governor of madras now this obviously comes back to the point of it being a madras presidency right it was obviously part of that uh then i obviously found about nicopolis nicopolis is obviously an ancient city in greece i'm still not sure why the lodge actually has the name uh nicopolis but i'm hoping somebody who is listening to us can actually reach out to us and give us that information uh for very interesting fact ashok gajapati raju the former union minister for civil aviation is actually a member of nicopolis lodge and he is obviously a scion of the royal family itself uh, he's he's a big big man um, some of the brethren have actually met him and that is where you get to understand fraternity of freemasonry is all on the level in spite of what his stature is in spite of him being a politician or he being part of the royal family when he is in the lodge meeting he is just like any other brother there is no special treatment which he even expects or which others are thinking about he just behaves the same way as you and me would meet in any lodge meeting uh coming from that we also have a murai hammock in chittor now murai hammock was actually a governor of madras uh, from 19 in 1912 if i'm not wrong he was also the provincial grand master of the district grand lodge of madras and i guess that was one of the uh, thing which the brethren in chitor thought that we should actually have a lodge on his name fascinating bit of information actually 
um, <laughs> especially Walter, you know, I was just kind of thinking that how would they have even thought of <laughs> a place called Walter. Walter? I know. I, yeah. I, I really tried understanding the history of uh, Vishakhapatnam and uh, obviously it's it's a mix and everything is available. There are a lot of things which used to happen. The ancient history is definitely there, but afterwards right. there's not much i think uh, somewhere in 1804 the british and french squadrons actually fought a naval battle near that harbor that's the maximum which i know and which by the way is called the mm-hmm. battle of visakhapatnam visakhapatnam actually see again different name once again but part of the yeah. city is known by its british name voltaire and i think prior to that mm-hmm. it must have been just another place maybe it had a different name and all those things Yeah, by, we never know. And by the way, uh, Shishir, that is the place. That's your railway station, which was the connecting factor, and that is why you have uh, brethren who are part of rail, who were railway officers, who wanted to start a lodge in Walter. So that 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 you makes sense, makes sense. And I'm also thinking of one other angle from uh, you know the Britishers' side. Hmm. Now, Vishakhapatnam might have been a little mouthful for them. <laughs> so yeah you you still kind of have the initial uh, sort of uh, you know starting like yes. vishaka is with a v sound and volter again was sound oh, so just to make it up. little easy <laughs> yeah <laughs> they would have put chalo volter karo isko <laughs> somebody yeah, whatever anyway <laughs> and, and i'm also intrigued by the name that people give it as vizag that's another interesting mm. you know kind of bit that uh, gets me intrigued and i'm generally interested in the origin of names and words so yeah definitely something to look into and yes. uh, all right so i think with that there is one very important bit um you know uh, there is so listeners you know let me give you a bit of a context at the end of every episode we always tell that you know all our episodes are based on a lot of research that we do ourselves or information that is provided to us by many different brethren who are listening to our episodes now it sometimes so happens that you know there might be some information we might miss some information probably we misinterpreted or gave wrongly and we always encourage our listeners to come back to us and say that hmm. you know hey here's the right information that you know you you should actually give out and we are happy to receive such feedback um so like that we were given a bit of an information that we actually missed on our odisha episode which was the one previous to this so renish why don't you uh, go ahead and fill that in yes the most important one which i actually missed out was the oldest lodge in odisha is a lodge called utkal which is in behrampur or the current brahmapur which they called it utkal was actually consecrated back in 1960 uh, sorry warranted in 1969 consecrated in just 1970 it is actually the oldest lodge the brethren over there obviously uh, one one brother who's actually a member over there reached out to me and said rinish why did you miss my lodge and i'm like i'm so sorry i did not see the detail properly but don't worry i am going to reach out i am going to obviously inform everybody uh, behrampur or this rather this lodge is very vibrant it's it's it has a good uh, charity projects it has a good fraternity many of the brethren whenever they meet for the eastern region or for any of the regional meetings you will find a huge cont- like a group of people from that area and obviously like you know that has actually helped in understanding so obviously thank you very much i would like to place my sincere thanks to brother virain joshi from bombay who actually called me up and told me that i was a member and renish you, you unfortunately missed that out i said i don't worry i'll definitely add that detail there Oh, and also 
since we are anyway taking thanks i would like to obviously place my thanks to bhargav teja from lodge murray hammock who gave me a brief history of this lodge but um uh, bhargav was actually bhargav is actually in us right now and when i reached out to him it was late night but he still said okay don't worry dinesh just give me like 5 minutes and i'll give you some basic details he gave me enough to the extent that i felt okay you know what the details which you have given me i think we can definitely have an episode for your lodge but more about that in somewhere in future seasons or something but thank you bargo for this i know you took some time out before you were going to sleep but thanks a lot for this one thank you so much brother bargo for that and this is something that really keeps me going with you know churning out episodes the brethren really welcome us with open arms and uh, really take time out you know even if it is at a inconvenient time <laughs> you know for them they still mm-hmm. give us the time and give us the information which we are very happy to receive and uh, with that in general thanks to all our listeners all the brethren who have been you know with us throughout this journey both of us started out uh, thinking we should do something for masonry and you know spread the right information about it and remove you know any misconceptions which is a lot a lot of it is out there on the internet and mm. you know with that vision we both started and lo and behold we have india's first podcast on masonry by freemasons for the world and it's you guys who keep us going so thank you so much once again and uh, with that folks where do we come up next well we will be covering telangana in our next episode and with that Ooh. yeah <laughs> then there's going to be a lot of interesting information you can believe yes. me on that uh radesh has given me a, a bit of a sneak preview and i'm excited and i'm sure you guys will be too um so with that we come to an end of this episode as usual please reach out to us with any information any correction any feedback that makes us even better and helps us provide the right information to everyone we welcome such thing with open arms so with that folks all the very best to you thank you bye 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 well that just about wraps it up folks we sincerely hope that you liked our episode and got a glimpse into the fascinating world of freemasonry and what better way than to hear about it from those who are the humble members of the gentle craft if you have any queries about what we shared on this episode or generally on this podcast or even about freemasonry please check out the show notes for links to the grand lords of india's website or feel free to write us an email please do look forward to the next episode